0: The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kermansville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week, what we do is is we take some time out to wrestle with a question that you might be facing as you're going about your life, or maybe somebody has asked you a question about something and you really don't know what the answer is. And As you are a part of the church life, you realize that your answer is not necessarily coming from the messages that you're hearing or from the Sunday school class that you're attending or even the Bible study that you're involved in. So what we try to do each week is take the opportunity to look at some questions that are out there and find a biblical answer for you. In fact, today's question is one that every single one of us wrestle with, and it's really not just a one-time wrestling either. It's actually something that we wrestle with and will wrestle with all of our lives. What we're going to talk today about is suffering, and that really is the major issue that we struggle with because every one of us is impacted by this issue. And every one of us will find ourselves asking the question, why? In fact, that's what our question is today. Why do we suffer? Why do we suffer? So I'm just going to be upfront and honest with you as we begin and and just let you know that what I'm going to share with you is thoughts that we see from the scripture concerning the issue of suffering, but it's not going to be a definitive answer. Because I don't know that you can find a definitive answer. So let's take a look at this issue about why we suffer. So what we're going to do in our presentation here today is we're going to look at several things. First of all, we're going to see the reality of suffering. The fact of the matter is, is we all suffer. We're going to talk about that for a moment. Then we're going to talk about the lie. The lie that is basically confronting all Christians right now. And how to identify that lie and what to do with it. So we're going to talk about the lie. Then we're going to look at the question, why? We're going to look and see what the Bible says about the whole issue of why, and then we're going to look at what the promise is. Now, we may have an assumption what the promise is, and sometimes you'll hear somebody who's propagating the lie give you a promise, but we're going to actually see what the promise is from the scripture in closing. All right, so let's just begin with the reality. And the reality is, is that everyone, notice that I use the word everyone, everyone suffers in some way. We suffer because of the consequences of our own sin. We suffer because somebody else has hurt us. We suffer because we live in this world. And sometimes things happen that are beyond our comprehension, and the result is is that we suffer. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right off the bat so that you understand this whole concept of what the Bible says about suffering. First of all, when it comes to the reality of suffering, the Bible is going to assume that you suffer. Do you hear what I said? The Bible doesn't necessarily point to the origin, although we can point to the origin from Genesis, It doesn't spend a lot of time focusing on where it comes from, but it does basically assume, as you read the scripture, Old and New Testament, that you and I are going to suffer in some way because we live in a world filled with suffering. And so if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, it's not weird that you're suffering. In fact, isn't that what Peter says in 1 Peter? He says, don't think it's strange when you're enduring or you're going through persecution or you're suffering. Don't think it's strange. It's part of life. And especially it's a part of a Christian's life, of a believer's life, of a follower of Christ. It's a part of our lives and everything in the scripture points to the reality of suffering here, right now. Now, here's the problem. The problem is, in North American Christianity, as well as in Christianity in the rest of the world, there is a major lie that is being propagated concerning suffering. What do you mean, a major lie? Well, It's a lie that's out there, and it's obvious because there are certain preachers who are propagating it on TV, but it's also subtly infiltrated itself in a lot of our Bible-believing churches. And the assumption is, is that if you have enough faith and if you're walking with Jesus, everything's going to be okay. In fact, If you're going through some suffering right now, if you are dealing with some issues in your life, it's because you don't have enough faith. It's because you don't have enough faith. And so what happens is, especially people who are caught up in in churches that propagate that teaching, it actually is a defeating thing. Because you think the reason why you're going through what you're going through is because you don't have enough faith. It's a lie. It's a lie, and the assumption is is if I walk with Jesus, everything should be okay. In fact, that's where their focus is. Everything should be okay for you materially. Everything should be okay for you healthwise. But the problem is is that's not the testimony of Scripture. In fact, you know, I'm thinking about an apostle. All of the apostles, except one, were martyred. The one who wasn't martyred was the apostle John. He endured great suffering. But I want to I just look at the testimony of one apostle and what he said about his ministry. And that would be the apostle Paul. And this is what he says in chapter 11 he says, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, he means, as far as his being a minister of Christ. And here's what he gives for his credentials as far as being a follower of Jesus and a minister of Christ. Here's what he said, in labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. What stripes? That's beatings, lashings that he would receive on his backs, the stripes that would result. In prisons, more frequently. In deaths, often. Scripture records Paul was stoned, left for dead. They thought he was dead. From the Jews, five times I received forty stripes minus one. Forty stripes, forty beatings with a, cache of lot nine, with a cat of nine tails, minus one stroke, so that it wouldn't dare go over forty. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A day and night I was in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides the other things, what comes upon me daily my deep concern for all the churches. Wow, Paul. You must not have had enough faith. At least that's what the lie would say. But I'm going to tell you, folks, that's a lie. The reality, let's get back to the reality, suffering is a part of our lives and the Bible assumes you're going to suffer. And, as a believer, you're going to suffer. In fact, you can pretty much go to every New Testament book and letter and see the point of that you are going to suffer because you are a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, a couple things that I need to point out to you as far as why suffering is happening in your life. Okay? Two things as to why. Number one, You live in a fallen world. That goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 with the first sin, with Adam and Eve, and the curse that follows. And this world was cursed. The ground in which we work is cursed. And death enters into the existence of mankind and has been there ever since. And so sickness and death become a part of our lives. And so what happens is, is that suffering is taking place because it is at the very essence of who, what our world is right now. It's at the very essence of where our world is right now. It's in a fallen condition. Here's the second thing I want you to see about why suffering. Sometimes suffering takes place because of the consequences of sin in our lives, and even the consequences of someone else's sin. And so sometimes the difficulty and the struggle takes place because of sin that we've committed. Now, here's what I want you to understand. When the Bible does talk about God and suffering, there's a couple things that I need to point out to you. Three things that you'll need to understand concerning God and the issue of suffering in your life. And, and so basically he uses it in three ways. Number one, he uses it to keep us humble. He uses it to keep us humble. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. So here the Apostle Paul is saying, you know what, there was given to me this problem, a thorn in the flesh, that was given to me so that I don't get filled with pride because of what I'm going through and what I'm seeing as as the apostle and what I'm seeing as God is revealing it to me. God is using this to humble me, okay? So he uses suffering to humble us. The next thing I want you to see is, is that God uses suffering to discipline us. Discipline us, Hebrews. Hebrews, in the 12th chapter, okay, look at verse 5, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My sons, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Do not be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons, For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. So what we see there is is that God uses suffering not just to humble us, but he can also use suffering to discipline us, discipline us with regards to sin in our lives. The final area in which God uses suffering in our lives, we see that in James's letter, his epistle, the epistle of James, in the first chapter, he talks about the issue of trials. And look at verse 2. It seems kind of an odd statement for us. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. He's saying you need to be joyful about when you're going through something. Why? Notice now what he says is the purpose of that trial, the purpose of suffering. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The testing of your faith produces patience. So God is using the suffering in my life to produce patience in my life. And if you go a little bit further in the verse, it also produces maturity. When it has its perfect work in our life, it produces maturity. You see that in James chapter one. Now, here's what I want you to understand. We're going to look at the issue of the promise now. Now, this is one where you're going to have to listen to me because I find this to be very true among believers, and among people who come to church, they sometimes grasp a hold of something and then they get frustrated when they don't see it happening. And this one especially is a falsehood that they grasp because it doesn't really have any foundation in the scripture. They get upset with God when he doesn't remove the suffering. They feel that God has promised to remove the suffering. And the fact of the matter is, is what I need you to understand, that's not the promise he's given us. He hasn't given us a promise to remove our suffering here. Now, he does promise that when we go to be with him, there will not be suffering there. But right here, he doesn't promise us that. And so many people, they embrace this so-called promise, and it's not even a promise, and then they get frustrated about, well, God, you didn't take away my problem. God, you didn't do anything with—now, but you're holding on to something that's not ever been promised. But God does promise some things, okay? God does promise some things, and we find those in Scripture. So let's take—we're still in James, James chapter 1. He says this in verse five, if anyone lacks wisdom, he's still talking about the suffering now. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. So the first thing God promises you when you're enduring suffering is as he promises to give you wisdom and he's not going to hold back on it. Why? Because it says right there, he gives liberally. What does that mean? He gives generously, he gives beyond measure and without reproach. He doesn't say, oh well, you know it's you, I'm not going to do this for you. No, 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 he does he's he doesn't operate that way. He gives to all who believe in him. okay? So he promises to give you wisdom. Here's what else he promises. Let's go back to. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Again, that passage where the Apostle Paul talked about his thorn in the flesh. Here's what I want you to see. He talks about further in the passage because he asked God to take away the promise in verse uh, 8. Excuse me, verse 7. No, in verse 8, he pleaded with God three times that it might depart from him. But here's the promise. Verse nine, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Two things he's promising here. Number one, grace. When you and I are enduring it, he promises that his grace is sufficient for us to see us through the problem. His grace. Here's the second thing he says in that verse He doesn't just give us wisdom. We see that in James. He doesn't just give us grace. We see that here in this verse. But this verse also tells us he gives us strength. You ever come to the place where, like, I don't know if I can go on. I'm enduring this. I don't know if I can go on? He gives you strength strength to endure strength to go on. Now listen, he doesn't promise to take away your problem, but he does promise three things, wisdom, grace, and strength. And we have the ultimate promise that one day when I go to be with him, Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There will be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Why do we suffer? I don't know that there's really a good answer that will satisfy anyone. But what I do know is that we have a God who will be with us as we suffer who will help us as we suffer, and who promises us something so much more later on when we're with him. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. You can keep up with the Finding Clarity Podcast on Facebook. You simply go to facebook.com slash podcast. We, act, we kind of encourage you to like it. It'll show up in your news feed, and you'll see what the latest episode is. You can subscribe to the podcast on Google Play or iTunes. Simply type in Finding Clarity Podcast. You'll come across our podcast there. We en- encourage you to subscribe so that you can keep up with every episode there as well. You can go to our webpage, kermansvillechristian.org. Simply go to the media page, and you'll see a link there that will take you to the Finding Clarity podcast, and an archive of our older episodes answering various questions about Christianity and the Christian life. Next week, we're going to look at another thing that we often hear. You'll hear it on Christian radio, especially in light of the culture wars that we're in and how we should be responding. And they'll often point to this one issue. You say, what are you talking about, George? Well, They'll say that we're the salt of the earth. Now, what exactly are they talking about? So here's what our question is. What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? Remember, Jesus said, you're a light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. What does it mean to be the salt of the earth? Until next week, take care.